Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You... You have to be fearless. You have to don't, not care about what people say. You have to not care about the fact that you may, you may fail 10 times. Welcome back to The Entrepreneurial You. I'm your host, Henika Watkins-Porto. Our guest today is a trailblazer in the field of tech, an award-winning blogger. She is the founder of Silicon Carib and co-founder and chief digital strategist at Get Connected. She's also the leading lady behind many of those meetups and pitch competitions, Caribbean tech conferences, Caribbean-wide hackathons, and so many other technologically-based events that we have here, right here in the Caribbean. I'm talking about the amazingly dynamic, badass entrepreneur, Ingrid Riley. Welcome, Ingrid, to the Entrepreneurial You. <laughs> well, thank you. I didn't even have to pay for that intro. That is kind of cool. Thank you, know, you so much. Oh, my thank gosh. You. It's a pleasure to have you. And I... Actually, I should say, I think I should say welcome back because you remember when we just started the entrepreneurial series on Pro 106 FM right here in Jamaica, you were on season one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So now we're doing it bigger and better. Now we're doing a podcast. And I must also let our peak performers know, you know, those in our community that guess what? You were so instrumental in having this podcast started because I remember our conversation after that conference that you presented at, right? And the rest is history. Here I am today, right? So thank you so much. You're really, really very instrumental in this and we appreciate it. All right. I'm I'm happy to see growth. Definitely. Awesome. So before we get ready to rock and roll, or should I say Willy Bones are one of the Jamaica's favorite dance move, right? I have a fun question for you. (laughs) If you were really hungry and really, really sleepy and you had to choose only one, which would you choose would it be sleep or would it be food wow okay mm. whoa <laughs> <laughs> that's tough man seriously i have to choose between sleep or food yeah you only I'm have one hungry. and i'm and i'm falling asleep I'd, I'd probably have to do the food the food okay so, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely do the food um because the food would probably help me to you know to sleep better because you can't really sleep well if you're hungry, if your belly is like rumbling. Yeah, true that. So I definitely <laughs> myself um, before I attempt to um, to go sleep. That's for sure. Yeah, man, food. Okay. Food awesome. running. Food run things all the time. Of course. Food and wine. Before you start to share all those nuggets, and I know that you are going to be sharing, leave your you know your Twitter handle and all your social media contact with us, so that when you do mention something that resonates with our community, that you can they can actually tweet back at you. All right, all right. Well, um, I'm definitely on Twitter um, as Ingrid Riley, and I'm on Instagram a lot um, as Ingrid Riley JM. Um, definitely on Facebook um, as Ingrid Riley, and um, um, yeah, I'm definitely on um, on LinkedIn as well. So I spend um, copious amount of time between um, Instagram and um, and Facebook. Also, spend a lot of time on Facebook as well. Twitter, not so much, but. Instagram a little and 
Facebook as well. So great. I'm gonna make Twitter sexy again. I'm I'm having a bunch of Twitter chats, um a month of Twitter chats for this year. But anyway, but later later I'll tell you about that. Okay, yeah, great. Um awesome. I want to hear about that, you know somebody listening might be wondering what is a Twitter chat anyway I'm sure you get into it so I've said a lot in the intro and I want to kind of hear from the horse's mouth who is Ingrid Riley outside of all that I just mentioned um just somebody who I am curious um curious love to experiment um love to get to know people love to read Love to observe individuals. Um, love to travel. I'm definitely have a thing for traveling. If I don't travel, and my skin start to itch. <laughs> um, seriously, seriously, if I don't, if I if I spend spend one place, stay one place in in um, too long, I, I get very jittery. Um, as a mother who seeks to try and live as fully as I can in in every way, and um, and laugh a lot. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. Really, just and I love to learn. So I read lot um and i observe people a lot yeah so pretty much what what you've just mentioned is the recipe for a stress-free life pretty much uh well i've learned to these last couple of years i've learned to to live stress-free or at least channel the stress differently um as somebody who has burnt out twice over the last 10 years i had to learn a hard way how to to um balance and to um not, I was just going to say balance. It's more like integrate and create this interwoven life that serves me and serves what I, what I want to do. So now let's get a little digital. All right. So you are pretty much shattering the, as it were, um, proverbial glass ceiling, right? As it relates to tech in the Caribbean. How were you able to get started in this somewhat predominantly male-oriented field? I, I never even thought of it because of, of, I had no other intention just to simply follow what I was curious and passionate about. I mean, because in a previous life, I was a journalist and as an investigative journalist. And when I kind of bumped, kind of reached as far as I could, and and having been surrounded by technology, my family owned one of the first internet service providers here in Jamaica. And so being around like, um, you know, modems and you know, being one of the first, you know, first people um, to get online, um, being at the Jamaica Observer, then a startup that was one of the first companies to get internet within a corporate environment. I spent a copious amount of time online trying to figure it out, find out what is this, what can it do, what does it mean to me or to my country, whatever it is. And um, I just kind of fell in love and fell really hard. And I... um. Having come from that that sort of traditional media background, I was looking at online media. I was looking at, I mean, because of all that exposure, I started my first company, which was called Maverick Media, um, and that was about okay. Now we have all these things that online, and people are actually going online. How about I create a guide that will help people in Jamaica, in the Caribbean, to find what they want to find? So I actually created the first Jamaican and inter- and um, Caribbean internet guide. Um, back in 1999, just kind of just been following my curiosity and following my passions and learning and trying different things and failing and learning and following what this internet and technology and mobile thing um, can do for me. 
um, kind of in my country or my region or, or my world. Um, just kind of following my natural curiosity. That's pretty much what I've been doing. You talked about failing and learning. What were some of the bumps in the road that you encountered? Do you have the rest of the year? Because um, there are many. <laughs> <laughs> Pick two, you know, that stood out for you. This is me. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll, I'll choose one from the earlier days where... Um, because because I had this internet guide and it was my uh, my then business partner Suzanne Leakey and I and um, she was a graphic designer and we said hey I want to do this can you help me you know can you help? let's put it together because of that and we are also you know we had started um, she was part of, she was also part of Maverick Media and we were like doing things like email newsletters of stuff that we were learning and sending out to people that we knew we were recruited by this american.com um, called homeview and so we put Maverick Media on ice to go and join this team in the hope of you know basically the whole thing of you join the team you get shares we're going to go IPO you know internet millionaire boo right yeah, wow voila <laughs> So I was head of um, digital content at the time as a chief content officer um, at HomeView and we're seeking to basically do what Facebook is doing now, online um, video, social networking, uh, fresh content, but for the emerging markets of the Caribbean, parts of Africa, parts of Asia. We had like a, a whole thing about doing maybe around 50 sites and then we'll, when we reach X point, we'll go IPO and become rich. It never happened. The, the dot-com bubble pop, popped. And then how they were going about, the, how they were actually going about content really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And so I basically somewhat um, prolonged the process because I didn't like the idea of me being party to or having to sell out my own country for the sake of um, a payout later on. And so I... Um, I allowed myself to be fired and um, went back to Maverick Media um, afterwards. So the thing that I learned from that is never put your own company on ice to go and work for somebody else unless you are like at the center of negotiating and, and really negotiate terms that are actually really good for you. I think we're just kind of happy to be there, happy to learn how to be part of this thing without actually thinking about the business aspect of it um, carefully and recognize when a shark comes and knock knock on your door don't put your company on ice learn how to negotiate better don't do things that are against your value system because it's always going to come and bite you and that's what i chose so i chose to basically not be a part of that train because i wasn't going to sell people on a bad deal in my in my estimation and it was and um and so i chose to bow out um and so as soon as i bowed out like our own Two or three months later on, the entire thing crashed. It was to validate the fact that um, me following my instincts and jumping when I jumped and staying true to who I was and what my values, my value system, um, you know, told me to do at that particular time. So that was then. Um, the second lesson I've learned recently is just in this whole process of um, being involved in, in developing the kickstart in the Jamaican tech entrepreneurship startup ecosystem here and the Caribbean as well. I learned 
to say no just and take care of myself. So no isn't a dirty word? It's my favorite word now. Before I used to say no with explanation. Now I just simply say no, I'm not able to do that and I'm done. Yeah, no is a complete sentence, yeah. It's something that we women, um, you have been socialized, you know, be the burden bearers and the martyrs and everything. I burnt my martyr cape a couple of years ago when I was recovering from my second burnout. So I learned not to take on the world and to focus on staying in my lane and being truly excellent in my lane and in doing so taking care of myself because you can't get from my empty cup you mentioned about following your instincts earlier and i want you to kind of say a little more on that you know how is it how important it is for us as entrepreneurs and even persons who are considering to enter entrepreneurship to follow your instinct i mean you're seeing stuff on on paper and black and white and so on but things that you can't really see but you're actually feeling how important it is for us to follow our gut it is the number one thing. It, it's, 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 it, it comes down to trusting yourself. And as an entrepreneur who tends to see things differently, tends to see things before others, you have to trust that what you're feeling and what you're seeing and what you're thinking is right. Even though it may not, sometimes it may not work out, but work out as you may want it to, invariably you're going to learn and that's going to catapult you to the next level or to the next thing. And so it is really important to trust, because what it is about following your instincts is really about trusting yourself. When the world is against you, when everybody is saying you're crazy, you have to stand your ground and stand in who you are and what you know and what you feel and follow through um, on that. Because if you don't have that, then you can't navigate the inevitable storms and challenges and from people and things that are going to come. You have to have that that unstoppable um, confidence and courage, even when you get knocked down a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Which you will. Which you will. You have got to say, you know what? Yeah, okay, fine. Um, but I'm still going to go at it because this is what I intend to achieve. So I'm going to get back up and try again. You know what I mean? So it's for me is the number one thing to, to, for, to be a successful entrepreneur. You know, some of us don't follow our instinct because, as you say, we don't trust ourselves, but we probably, to a deeper extent, that we don't understand that we're not just physical beings, we're also spiritual beings. And and, and in in being a spiritual um, person, being, if you will, you know, you feel stuff, you know what I mean? So I believe, I I concur, it is really important. It it, it is because um, I learned... I had to, because you know when, you start, when you're young and you're, you're, you're on, you're what you call unschooled by a, a lot, by your parents and your friends and, and the world and everything, you tend to be a lot more in tune with who you are and just be yourself in the moment and doing your thing. And um, when you t- unfortunately listen to the world, listen to everybody around you, you tend to somewhat lose, lose your way and you really kind of have to, um, yeah, just kind of. Get us what it what it taught me that whole energy when you bring up that whole energy thing and spiritual thing it really kind of brought home to me what I had to learn and whether I could actually say it or explain it to a friend or whatever it is when as we say in Jamaica, in Jamaica if your spirit not text somebody yeah <laughs> or if your spirit don't take a situation trust it you don't need any additional information that's all you need. <laughs> And that is the whole thing. When, when somebody brings a certain energy or a situation gives us a certain energy and, it, and it, it, it makes you either feel good or bad, trust it and act accordingly. But let's look at the flip side now, right? So when you're a creator yes. of, of a product or a service or whatever it is, you become so intimately attached to it, you know, and, and it, you take it yeah. so personal. So to the extent that persons who mean you well and persons who are 
in a position because they would have probably gone down a particular road before and they're offering pieces of advice to you, but you refuse to take it because guess what? This is my baby. I know what is best for me. Um, that's the flip mm-hmm. side. What do you say to that? No, I believe that um, there's always value in success always leaves clues. Mm-hmm. And so if you see somebody, you know, it's like I keep telling people that I do not take financial or money advice from anybody who isn't not, isn't richer than me. Why the backside am I going to take advice from somebody who has a nine to five about how am I going to make my first 10 million US dollars? Really? I mean, I would have to take my insurance and then badass entrepreneur. I would have to, t- <laughs> I would have to take that back. <laughs> Right. So it's you, you, you look and you study to see what others did and see if there are some things that are that are um, that you can learn from. But not, and you also have to look at the context in which they, they um, created that success as well. And it can, is that applicable to to you and where you are in your life, where you are in terms of your geographical location, where you are in terms of the, the, the stage of your business or stage of your product as well? So there are some things without question that you can learn, but at the same time, in, in reading and understanding and knowing all of that, you have to distill from that and you have to know, okay, does this really is right for me or be prepared to, to fail? So, you know, I, I hear what you guys did. You guys are great success. Um, I don't think it's going to work that way in my market or um, with this product. So I'm going to try it anyway. And then... If I fail, I'll learn something and maybe I'll try it again um, the, the, the next time. So that's kind of how I, how, I, how I do. But there are definitely some universal truth and, and universal um, way of doing certain things um, that you can say yes to. Um, and then you can apply your own flavor to it, um, as it were, to get certain things done. So we are living, you know, in an era now which is technologically sexy, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> what would you say? Very to, much so. Yeah, what would you say to you know persons who they're probably just leaving school because one of, one of the things that you know that led me to start this show from it was on traditional radio, you know, was the fact that I live in an environment where. They just teach you that you need to go to school, get a good education, so you can get a good job mm-hmm. when you leave. Mm-hmm. They don't encourage, the environment does encourage you to become an entrepreneur. What is that? I mean, me, I go send you go to school for how long are you going to leave, come, and you go leave, you go start business, what that, right? But now tech, you know, yeah. seem to be very sexy. What can you say to young persons who are contemplating entering this field and kind of undecided, kind of even scared? Because for some, although we have come a far way, it still sounds kind of um, daunting when you think technology. So talk to us about that. Gosh, there, that's, that's such a fully loaded question. I have so much to say, but I'll, I'll try and narrow it down to this. First, by saying that we live in an amazing time. We've never had this kind of opportunity before where the barrier to launching, um, to learn, launch, or what I call learn, launch, and prosper from being connected to the internet and being connected um, to, to the mobile phones and to social networks. We've never had this opportunity before, ever. And so we have an opportunity to not just simply to go to school and get a job, but to learn new things and create our own jobs. Um, learn new things and launch your own business. So not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur, you know, and that's the other, that's the other, that's the other point. 
we've got we're now in a, because of all this access and 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 possibilities everybody think that they can be an entrepreneur you not everybody cannot and should not and that's, there's nothing wrong with that either um sometimes you know you could be um the co-founder or you can be the, the graphic designer or be a, a, on the team um for that and you know and still be, live a fantastic life and so we we have to understand okay well what do we really want and it's such a pure it's such a wonderful period of time where instead of spending time online socializing or being entertained by foolishness from all over the place um use google as a, as as your 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 tool to say well what 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 is trending in terms of skills that are going to be needed in the next 3 to 5 years where can i learn more um about things um you know what is happening in terms of the demand what are going to be the new interesting jobs later on what are going to be new interesting technologies use use that time to learn and to read about others and what other people are doing your age in different countries in different continents just kind of learn because in doing that and exposing yourself to all the new new thought and the new people and the new products and the new and the new um new way of doing things something must resonate with you mm-hmm. and you say you know what I'm interested in that I'm going to see if I can pursue that go and learn that new skill go and learn how to blog go and learn how to to be great at at taking photos with my phone learn how to um you know to to create software you know learn how to do online events and make money whatever the thing we can learn and we again it brings me to my other point where as a country as a region and even the world but some parts of the world are better than others but as a region we're not there yet in terms of how we expand the narrative about what it means to be um living digital doing business digital or um benefiting from living in this digital age we need to expand the narrative about what exactly is tech it's not coding it's not is not just coding it's not just software um what you're doing is great this is digital media a mm-hmm. podcast is a, is a piece of digital media digital content um how can maybe this become a business how can i get into this um scenario we have to expand the narrative of what it means to be living and doing business and and uh, being engaged in this digital age and the possibilities for for um for us it's exciting and you and i um you know can help to expand that narrative not wait on government not wait on corporate um but just by being who we are and sharing our stories um we can you know inspire others to go and research and learn and do things differently because I mean it's an exciting time. I mean I have a gratitude journal and I can tell you at least once or twice every week mm-hmm. I put it that I'm thankful to be connected to the internet. Can oh I tell you? Oh my gosh. No, I mean we are we are living in such awesome time right now. You know, it's amazing the opportunities that are available and sometimes we we are look we are looking around waiting for persons to come and present stuff to us on a plateau. Ah, yes. exactly. We're waiting <laughs> to be picked as Seth Golden would say. Um, we're waiting for somebody to hand it to us when we're, when it's there right in front of us. We already have the connection. Now, what do we do with it? How are we going to spend our time? What are we going to create? What are we going to do and you know do with others? You know, how do we want to actually express ourselves in this world? You have access to this internet through your phone, through a laptop, through whatever it is. You have to think, God, this is an amazing opportunity. What am I going to do with it? 
and that's what pretty much led me. Once I was asked, was once I got connected to the internet, I just used to spend a lot of time digging and researching and finding out and talking to people, made friends all over the world, asked them. I mean, it breaks down so many barriers. You can ask anybody anything on anything. Twitter. Yes. You don't have to get with our secretary to say, Oh, I'm sorry, you can't speak to Miss So and so or Mr. So and so. Really? Tweet Live to and direct access. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we you talked about earlier, um, Ingrid expanding the narrative, and as we contemplate that, give us some tips how to make money online because sometimes it's right there in our faces, right, and we're not seeing it. Some persons are just not seeing it, and persons maybe li- listening in our community now and wondering how are some of the ways in which I can monetize online. What are some options? It it, it boils down to what are you good at. And what are you passionate about? I mean, you're sure you, people have heard this over and over again. But really, it comes down to that. What are you willing to spend a lot of time on getting to be really, really great at? Um, you know, you could say, for instance, somebody is passionate about, um, how should I put it now? Let me see, from Jamaica and the Caribbean, passionate about beaches. And you say, oh, that's all played out. Really? Um, where can you find a list of um, a map of the top 500 beaches in the Caribbean. What do they look like? Where are they? Um, who goes there? What happens there? To become an authority on, on these beaches, you have your videos, you have your texts, you have your photos. There's a way to monetize that. You know so, so what I'm saying? So th- there, you can decide you're going to start a blog. You decide you're going to, you know what, I love, I like soca. Right, and <laughs> you're gonna go to every soccer party that God sends in this region, and you're going to report on it. You're going to become the soccer expert, whatever it is, or you're going to want to learn how to code, or you're going to want to learn how to take. Since you know Instagram has the the is winning the the game of attention now, and people are making money from Instagram, you have a cell phone. Um, and you don't seem to have an eye for how you take photos or how you take people or how you take landscape. And you have your own Instagram and you go ahead and you build your following by showcasing all those things. There are ways to monetize that. You're becoming a, coming an influencer. You may want to put the, um, that content on T-shirts or um, put it, you know, print them out and, and sell them as prints, whatever it is. There are different ways of, um, of, of, of doing that. But it comes down to kind of knowing what are you really int- what are your interests what are you really good at what are you really willing to spend the time being best at um because you have this access and and um and so there's there's just millions and millions of different ways in which to do that and you remember you're not just talking about oh well is a jamaica thing or even a Caribbean thing it's a world thing there are people across the world who want to know about beaches they want to know about soccer parties they want to know about they want to you know openness i have a, a certain way in which I um, take photos of beautiful black women or beautiful black men, um, you know, you, you know, and so there's always a market for that. And so you can stay right here in Jamaica, right here in Trinidad, Barbados, wherever you are in the Caribbean and or diaspora and get it done. Or even start a podcast. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking to people oh, like you mentioned earlier, like from all over the world and they're online so I can reach them. You can reach anybody. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You can reach anybody. You, you, it's just a matter of, are you fearless enough? So, boy, I should probably never, um, 
I couldn't tweet to Oprah and she says hi, or I couldn't tweet to so and so and you know she says whatever. She says really, really? try it. Really, exactly. Have you actually just just try it? You know what I mean? I was watching Ava DuVernay um, film the Thirteenth, and um, over the over the Christmas holidays, and I was tweeting as I was going along and everything, and she ret- not just not just favorited but retweeted a number of them. Of course, as over the moon because I have a massive woman crush on Ava DuVernay because of she's passionate. She's excellent at what she's doing. She's an activist as well. Um, but people want to know what you think about their work. Um, they want to, you know, engage with you um, some more. That's what the internet does. It has broken on those barriers of communication that you can get to who you want to in such a short period of time and engage with them and learn from them and, and um, even build relationships with them. So don't think that's stopping you, stopping that is you because you're afraid. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, you know, <laughs> when you fear, when you fear becomes more than your hunger, then therein lies the problem. But once your hunger becomes... Oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah, once your, your, your hunger becomes you, more than you yeah. fear, oh my gosh, there's no stopping you. No stopping. Case in point, Ingrid, I mean... We all know uh, JLD, John Lee Dumas from EO Fire, right? All I had to do was yes, send him an email. Yes. He's on the show. I mean, we're communicating. There really is no barrier. The only barrier that we really have is in our minds. And until we begin to break our, our mental barrier, we won't succeed. Yeah, and that's the number one thing that um, any entrepreneur has, has to get over, whether you're in the Caribbean or, or in the States, it's a, it's that mindset. You have to be you have to be fearless. You have to don't, not care about what people say you have to not care about the fact that you may you may fail 10 times and you have to you're going to be um succeed at the 11th i remember when i was going through a period where i was doubting my own self because i was trying different things i mean i've set up and pulled on in excess of a hundred blogs right just because i was testing different different things and i've i've had different events that flopped outright right yeah talk to us about that yeah <laughs> no yeah seriously and you know i've had kingston beta events in the early days where i had 12 people compared to 150 200 now because people just didn't understand what i was trying to do i wasn't happy then as i am now and um so you know when you get a couple of good punches in your gut and in your face you're like okay maybe this is not such a good thing and um you're like um oh, mm. Okay, all right. So, should I continue? Yes, you better continue. If this is what you're really passionate about, I can't believe I've blinked, and it's been ten years that I've been doing Silicon Caribbean, the Caribbean tech blogs. Ten years since I I did Kingston Beta and kickstarted the, the Jamaican um, tech startup system and and kickstarted stuff here in the Caribbean um, as well. Ten years I blinked, and it's ten years and outside of the gray hairs that i have to count a few gray hairs that i have to um, count for it i was like oh my god you really just have to go for it um and stick to it if that's what you really want you have to pick up yourself and dust yourself off and and go at it again so as an award-winning blogger for you know siliconcareer.com is it just think that you blog about yeah, it's it's a technology and digital lifestyle blog, and um, initially we started. Out, I started out just focused on startups and entrepreneurs and um, seeing what people. It was just, it's just about okay. Well, I was kind of almost like a like a magnet for for people wanting to tell me stuff. I think probably with that energy that came from being a journalist and people knew me because I won a couple of awards and 
I won a couple of awards. So people always was sending me stuff. And it was my business partner at the time who we, were, we had an interactive marketing company called Dutchpot Interactive. And she says, why don't you start a blog? I was like, what's that? She says, go to blogger.com or type that and choose which one. And um, I think I bothered her for a good week because I was trying to learn how to set it up myself. But um, yeah, so we so I blog primarily on um, on how I how I call it now is that I am chronicling how the Caribbean is um, doing tech. So I, I I blog about the people, the products, the places, and and what we're doing um, in embracing carbon, in embrace, embracing technology in the Caribbean, and how we're positioning ourselves um, to be successful in the global digital economy. So. And the life, the digital lifestyle part, well, that's just, you know, that's just really cool stuff. And seeing parallels of how tech or how digital intersects in different sectors, whether it is music or culture or fashion, talking, you know, talking to the people and um, sharing those experiences and getting insights about different things as well. And it's, it's been fun. I mean, nobody else has done it. Um, almost 2,000 blog posts from myself and, and some contributors. Um, we're still the leading Caribbean tech blog. We're the most widely um, tech blog. And we're the only tech blog that's done also produced the most Caribbean technology events than any other brand or any other organization. And again, I didn't really realize that, Henneke, until last or last year when I actually stopped. So I said, oh, my God, Ingrid's going to be 10 years next year. I was like, excuse me, what? And I actually just was able to stop and start to count and look back. Um, and I said, holy crap. Time flies this and you're is having fun. <laughs> exactly. Having fun and, you know, trying to do some interesting things. But, yeah, I didn't realize that I had done so much. I didn't realize that I had um, sat through, you know, over 800 pitches from Caribbean entrepreneurs for more, more than five countries and a diaspora. I didn't know um, all of that. I didn't know had done, you know, almost 90 events from meetups to conferences to hackathons to Twitter chats to things like Caribbean Bloggers Week and stuff like that. I didn't know until I actually sat down and <laughs> it was pretty much that. Mm -hmm. You also do um, digital marketing for, for corporate, right? Is that correct? Yes, I do. Tell us about that side of the business. Well, um, funny enough, that that came first. It was we, my business partner and I. We had um, Dutchpot Interactive, and we were, I think, the first um, interactive shop in Jamaica and the Caribbean that was headed by two women. And she was a graphic designer and the coder. I was the biz dev and the marketer. Um, and we just jumped into it because of course we both loved it and we got you know the big because we were also a little bit ahead of the curve so we got the big dogs like jamaica money market brokers and digicel and jamaica stock exchange because we were first and we you know kind of knew how to position ourselves and um we ignored all the sexist comments from the people in the it department it was because of during that time that the idea for kingston beta came up and that the idea um for starting a blog came up um, because of that interaction with, with my then part, uh, business partner, Suzanne, at the time, we were just exploring and learning while we were making money and building out a team um, that was executing on, you know, digital marketing stuff. And then we um, we had a business breakup 
she went back to school. I just said, I'm going to continue with that. Um, I like it. I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> business breakup. A business breakup. <laughs> of course, it was a relationship. Of it, was it, <laughs> it, was, it was amicable. It was amicable. So I went on and I, I took, uh, by that time, we had, I had launched Silicon Carib and um, I moved with that. And that time we had launched Kingston, the first um, Kingston beta. And she didn't want any part of that at the time. So I took all of that and went deep, deeper into into um, internet marketing. So, you know, actually, Connectimus, um, as people know back then, actually was a digital marketing company that just happened to do a, a tech blog and happened to do tech events. And then it became as it as as it um, things evolved and they and it the mission got greater for the blog and got greater for these um, you know tech events. Um, I had to somewhat split the brand. So Silicon Carib is is basically the media brand that does the blog and the Caribbean technology events. And then now we have Get Connected, which does um, the digital marketing stuff and. Um, yeah, that was also a hell of a... And so Connectimus is, is the holding company in the background. And that took an interesting evolution mm-hmm. um, as well. So, but yeah, so um, it, it's been fun. I with I also did a couple of firsts with, with um, as a digital strategist. I'm still the only digital strategist in Jamaica that has actually done um, strategy, content, and campaign for the entire country. We took the Jamaica Tourist Board's... Um, Visit Jamaica Brand Digital um, back in 2000, you know, led a team of 11 people and hired them, trained them, and we executed and did some really cool things for them. And, um, you know, been doing stuff for for brands um, across the region um, as well. So, yeah, that's that's been fun too. That actually helped to fund the initial tech events that we had because nobody understood what the dickens we were doing so of course you had and to did find not want to uh, yeah that was hard i'm sure yeah so <laughs> it was it was rough it, it did rough when one of those um broke broke years i moved back into my mother's house and no shame in that because look at you now oh man i have I've had some bumpy roads and gone hungry for it and like cut off and you know, eat patty for three weeks straight. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You just got, you, that's um, it. There's a lesson here. You know, um, you're making, you know, you're, you're smiling about it now, but you're really making a very valid and crucial point, you know, to persons who they see the outcome, they see the end, but they don't know the struggle that you would have gone through to be where you are. And it's important that we understand that, boy, it's not a better rose. You know what I mean? We are, we're going to, we're going to end here. We're just going to do a wrap, but I want you to, cause I hear you talk, you talked to me earlier about a giveaway that you have for our community. So I want to give you that opportunity to share that information. And while you do that to also share again, your contact details. All right, cool. Well, I mean, um, digital strategy is really important to any brand, whether you're a startup or an established business. And so, um, I'm, you know, willing to give like a one hour, you know, free consultation to any startup or established brand to help them to, to, um, you know, think about and to craft a, a digital strategy going forward. And that's a, that's a one hour, one hour, um, free consultation. That's a value of 200 US dollars. And so, um, and that's from us, um, at get connected. Um, and so, yeah, I can be found, um, you know, get connected is get, con- get connect with an ID.com. And, um, 
that's the, my marketing side. And of course, the Caribbean tech blog and media company is siliconcarib.com. And I'm pretty much everywhere um, online, um, on Twitter, spend a lot of time on Instagram, um, trying to really kind of dig into this Instagram stories thing. I'm loving it because <laughs> I never got Snapchat. Oh, okay. Um, no, not since I got it. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And so I just never got into it. When Instagram got, did their stories, I was like, ah, yes, thank you, and moved on. But yes. So yeah, so I'm everywhere online and you can, I'm always open to talking to anybody. So tweet to me, hit me up wherever you, you may see me and I'll happy to, um, to talk to you. All right, Ingrid, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. You have been inspiring. You have, yeah, you have shared some stories of insight with us and I'm sure that, you know, you'll be hearing from the community as we continue to build this podcast. And as you continue to grow your business, we wish you all the best. Thank you. And I'm really, I, I know you're going to be even more successful with this podcast. Um, I'm really, really um, proud of you and happy for you. If you've enjoyed this free podcast, please show your love and support by heading over to hennikawatkesport.com and click in the subscribe in iTunes button. Leave your rating and review and hopefully you will leave us a five star rating. We would really love that. Thank you to our peak performers for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Henneke Watkes Porto. Remember, You were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?